Hello, welcome to the All New 52 Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Schrimmer, and with me, as always, is my gaming friending crime. It, it, it's crimes what he does. Uh, Caleb Bunn. <laughs> Don't worry, Joe. I got in the right headspace on the way over. I listened to some Knocked Loose, so <laughs> I, am, I am very arf, sick arf. and twisted. <laughs> arf, arf, indeed. We talk about comics on this podcast, from the new to the old to Caleb. This came out of my birth year. We're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! Year of the Sheep, was it? We looked up your, your Chinese Zodiac oh, was a couple a sheep weeks or ago. I, I thought it was uh, Lunar. Lunar, lunar Zodiac. Yes, yes, Lunar Zodiac. Yu-Gi-Oh! The Zodiacs are Lunar. Lunar. Yu-Gi-Oh! The original Yu-Gi-Oh! Not your, this ain't your, your person relative to our age, Yu-Gi-Oh! Where you think of the card games. No, this is the sick and twisted Yu-Gi-Oh! The Yu-Gi-Oh! That you only know if you... Uh, I don't know, have dived a little deeper. Uh, basically. Guys, I, d- I do have to get us out with a content warning first because we're going to talk about some truly twisted <laughs> things. <laughs> From the twisted mind of Kazuki Takahashi. Um, may he rest in peace. Oh, is he dead? He died like two years ago. Oh, he, was, man, like, okay. try- he was trying to save someone like off the coast in like a diving accident and he got like mauled by sharks. Okay, I have to be a little bit more respectful <laughs> of what I'm going to say then. <laughs> <laughs> he, made, he made his money. Yu-Gi-Oh! was wildly successful. <laughs> wildly successful. Pretty twisted way to die. It is. <laughs> so, Caleb, I assume you only knew about the card games of Yu-Gi-Oh! before this. Yeah, I mean, I as we had talked about in our last, mm-hmm. uh, our last episode, I'd watched some of the show and had to enjoy it. Um, and then Yu-Gi-Oh! Night is an infamous night in our friendship for our lore for various different reasons. Yeah. But yeah, so I a little bit of knowledge. Probably the most prolonged exposure I had was I had two friends who I worked with in college, and they would play like in between our oh okay our shifts. So I mean, stole a popular card game to this day. But did you know about its origins? Uh, not <laughs> not until you told me. Yeah. Um. I I found out about this. I mean, much later, probably like. 2007 so well after the show had ended in america and then i find this little nugget of this is what it originally was before it transitioned into purely card games uh and boy was i enthralled (laughs) it's seven volumes of this before it transitions into card games that's a lot that's okay it's weekly and and kazuki takahashi you just he liked games, so he just wanted to showcase different games. Like Yu-Gi-Oh! started off like in the original. It's it's a uh, Magic and Wizards. I wonder what that's based off of. <laughs> I um, there are two things, two obvious comparisons. I think you can make you can make to this. One is the recent Doctor Who episode with Neil Patrick Harris, where he's yeah. playing the games master or whatever his name Toy is. Master. Toy Master, yeah, and he, his whole thing is games. And then the other one is Saw. <laughs> yeah. Every time, yeah, I want to play a game, <laughs> a penalty game. Yeah, except all of all of Jigsaws are penalty games. <laughs> they are. They one hundred percent are. <laughs> so, the story of Yu-Gi-Oh. He's a young Yugi. Yugi Moto is a young meek boy, and he, by God, he just wants some friends. That's all he wants. And he, but he, he just gets bullied relentlessly. Everybody in this town is just <laughs> scum, uh, but he has a magic, a magic puzzle that he solved around his neck that um, grants him power of the, the shadow games, so he can 
uh, fight back against those who would do him harm. He gets possessed by like an Egyptian god? Pharaoh. Pharaoh, okay. So it's not a specific deity. No. But yeah, he pops off and he's wearing chunky onks on his arms and he has like more intense stare and stuff. Oh, he's his fashion is uh, belts. He really likes his belts. Yeah, it's just very, everywhere. It's not onks. Very Kingdom Hearts core. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it is another another comparison. It's much like the town in It, except you know, yeah. this doesn't. Uh, at least you know, I don't know what's in those other seven volumes. There's no uh, entity of evil in this that we have come across, except maybe Yugi himself. True, true. And they do they they do toe the line of once they figure out what's going on that's a spirit possessing Yugi. It's like is he evil? We don't know. <laughs> But let's talk about the art of this because uh, contrary to the cover of this, that's not necessarily what the book's like looks like starting out. I guess there's not much on the cover. It's Yugi. And oh, even even the that character design of Yugi is not what he yeah. looks like and what we read. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's obviously more inspired, inspired by the show. It's just what his art evolved. Like, even by the end of the... I, w- I have the Omnibus and we only read volume one, but by volume three in this Omnibus... He, he kind of looks like his art evolves very quickly. Can you expand on some of the differences? Um, I, everybody's a little softer looking starting out. I, as he as things go on, his lines get way sharper, and there there I mean there's sharpness to this, very very thick lines overall. But man, he lets that ink like sit later on. Everybody's Yugi doesn't have a nose starting out <laughs> for yeah. some reason. <laughs> it makes him look actually extra creepy at first when he gets possessed. So I think it works. Everybody's. I don't know. Everybody's scraggly looking. They don't necessarily have like the trademark big anime eyes mm-hmm. so far. And just it's a lack of sharpness that I associate with Yu Gi Oh! Everything's very rounded. Yeah. I think my major takeaway with the art, because I don't think it's bad, um, but I do think that sometimes the panels are over detailed for their in relation to their size. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just like I, part of that's the character designs are kind of busy, especially when Yu Gi uh, gets possessed. And then the other part is. Like I said, it's just it's smaller pages, smaller panels. Um, and so the amount of detail he's cramming in gets in the way of like whatever the central idea the image is trying to convey sometimes gets muddled. I like how he'll um he doesn't leave I mean, manga in general doesn't usually have many detailed backgrounds just due to the time <laughs> pressure that they're yeah. usually on. Um, but I do like how he won't if there's like an awkward panel or he'll he does a lot of um Stuff popping out of panels like uh, there. I'm thinking of one where it's Anzu slash Taya. She's like standing out, and there's a little cutaway of Yugi like right to the side, being like, "Oh, this is great. This is fun. It's a little cute image of me yeah. or something like that." He does. He won't leave much wasted space between panels. There's a playfulness to the art, especially like he has. And I'm not sure if this was like some of this stuff was added in for the collection. But like there will be puzzles in the back. There's like a fine yeah. Yugi and a big splash panel. Um, and those are fun. It, a little weird when you get into the back half of every issue, but <laughs> well, it is weird fun. because Yugi, Yugi in America definitely aimed towards kids. This and, is definitely like pretty hard PG 13. Yeah, but I'd say the first half of every issue is aimed towards kids. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just the Shonen Jump thing of like the, the demographics way different. Yeah, I mean, I guess the same, like, other Shonen Jump things, like, Dragon Ball isn't super dark. 
No, one, I mean, there's death in it for yeah. sure. It can, it can definitely have its darker moments, but it's not on a chapter to chapter basis like this. One Piece doesn't get dark, but it does get pervy. Oh, One Piece definitely gets dark. Okay, okay. One Piece definitely gets very dark. All right. What about uh, Death Note would have been after this, right? Way after. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, One Piece would have just been starting out, too. Okay. Um, same, none of the big ones like of nowadays would be anywhere near existence mm. at this point. Like Dragon Ball would have come and gone at yeah. this point. Okay, okay. So, I, yeah, I just don't know what. Like, I don't think it's necessarily a problem. You can have dark stuff for kids. It's fine. Yeah, it's but. not. I, I don't think any of this is going to necessarily scar. There's not like any horrendous imagery going on no. here. It's just, it's just the. Uh, <laughs> okay, I think we'll get into it later. Is that just like, man, Yugi is very quick to just kill people. <laughs> if, you, if you told me the same thing happens in like the stuff that happens in series of unfortunate events to me in a, in a certain context, I'd yeah. be like, that's a little weird for a kid's book. Yeah. Although I think those are more consistent in their tone. <laughs> uh, we'll get to some of the uh, inconsistencies. But do we want to get into the positives? Did we do? I guess we did a synopsis. It's just each of them are so... We, I, mean, we, I think we'll, we'll get into it more. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's seven different stories with like a through line of Yugi making more friends as yeah. it goes along. My first one is pretty specific, which is uh, what made me think of that. And that is um, the first or not the first penalty game, just the first game, shadow game mm-hmm. he plays. Um, so he's punishing this guy from school who's a hall monitor. Who Ushio. Basically, like, I'm going to beat up your bullies and then make you pay me, and if not, I'll beat you up. Yeah. Um, and that's... It's a pretty standard, like, bully. Yeah. And so that triggers, uh, that triggers Shadow Yugi. Yami Yugi. Yami Yugi. Which also means... Shadow Yugi. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> just call him Shadow Yugi then. Um, and so, you know, he rocks up. The game is there's a sack of money that you put on your hand, and you take a knife and you try to stab as much money as you can. You can all, you have to have more than one dollar. Mm-hmm. I like that. That that seems like a winnable game. That is also like has always has the threat of violence, but is never made explicit. I think. I think for most of these, they do a, this one feels a little, they, 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 he does a decent job of Yugi. doesn't seem like he's going to win every single game for the most part. I feel like there, I'd for, say there are two times that happens. I, I might think, I might think of another, there's somewhere Yugi's clearly like, or Yami Yugi's clearly like thought of the game before he has it set up beforehand. So we're like, he just has to let his opponent get, um, uh, com- overconfident about it. And well, then there's somewhere he has to play a little defensively. Yeah, this one's interesting because I think it's the only time it really leans into your true self takes over. And so you don't have total control of yourself. Mm-hmm. So like this guy's problem is that he's greedy. So like his avarice fully takes over and causes him to lose the game. I he think, also just attempts to kill Yugi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. I like I like some of these games are not winnable. It's the saw no. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I like it when the games are winnable. I think this is the best example of that. The other one is the when he's playing ice hockey, ice hockey on, on a grill. grill. I like the ice hockey on a grill. <laughs> he, that's that's when he has to be defensive and he realizes, yeah. oh, I'm, I might lose this. And so he he has to outsmart his opponent. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. All the other ones, they can be fun. I think they're all impossible for the other person to win. Yeah, it it's definitely a concept that develops a little further where like and especially after like 
the severity of the crime that the person does does not necessarily impact the severity of the penalty game they get later on. So it's 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 this weird like unevenness to it. Um, what game does the TV producer have to play? I know his it's, punishment. It's but you roll dice and you, you have oh, to roll higher. Yes, yeah, it's completely luck based. Yeah, and it's just his dice splits when he rolls. So. Yeah, I mean, I like that as the punishment, like or not as the punishment. I like that as the outcome. I think it is a little thinking outside the box. That's, like, I don't. I I hate that okay. one. Well, I I like that at this point at least. It's like we're not getting like we're we're just trying new things, and I like seeing the different kinds of games. I think it is like a unique spin on uh, like because this if you like strip it all away it's like it's always Yugi fighting someone else but it's not a fist fight there it's there's a level of creativeness to every one of these chapters that is constantly having to like all right what am I gonna do next time how am I gonna make either the rules make sense or the outcome make what little sense I can make of it yeah I think um I think there is a general disconnect between the shadow games and the penalty games that I will expand my thoughts mm-hmm. on more in the negative section. But I do think that no matter what, they're creative. Yeah. Someone sure put some thought into these. <laughs> some twisted thoughts. Twisted thoughts. <laughs> um, I, I like how creepy it is when Shadow Yugi pops out. Yama Yugi pops out every single time. Like, it, there's just this level... Normal Yugi's weird looking because his hair's all floppy and it's such a he's main character looking. <laughs> yeah, he's very main character looking, but even more so than like normal normal main characters where it's like, what is this design? And then, but then when Shadow or I keep calling you made me latch onto Shadow Yugi. I've never once called him that in my entire life. Ha <laughs> 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 Who's the twisted one now? <laughs> when Yami Yugi pops out, I don't know, everything like it perks up, but man, he just is infinitely more creepy looking. It's his little goblin smile. He has his mouth is so tiny. Yeah. It's the, his height because he's the shortest person in any scene. Mm -hmm. His height becomes a, like almost adds to it Mm -hmm. because like he's, he's a person who's not supposed to be scary, who is made scary. And so any, any like vulnerability he has like is flipped, which is interesting. Um, I like, the punishment of the record or of the TV producer, the mosaics over the eyes. That is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and if this is supposed to be a twisted comic, <laughs> like a horror comic adjacent, that is by far scarier than being killed, which is not all of these. In fact, a lot of them are more creative than just being killed. That one is by far the most interesting. Yeah. Cause that one's one. That one's where I'm like, I don't know if the punishment necessarily fits the crime. <laughs> because I don't think any of these punishments fit the crime. I but the, the jailbreak guy definitely. It's hard for me to take that one seriously. That's, but yeah, I mean, I'm not also, taking any of this really truly that one, seriously. That one is. We'll dive into that in a minute. Um, I that one is a little, that breaks format a little bit. That one and the uh, the teacher, which also the teacher one is a little bit extreme, but the teacher one, I'm also like that one. I'm, I think the chapter's fine. I don't like the game and I don't like the penalty game either where I'm just like, there wasn't a game here and there wasn't a penalty game. Like Yugi's just dishing out punishment like for this one. Yeah. 
I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm having to dissect myself because I've read. I've read and watched this series so many times. I mean, go into it, man. Well, because like, there's other chapters where <laughs> Yugi's fighting crime, basically. Where there's a there's one where there's like a serial bomber on the loose, and so he has to <laughs> he has to he has to play this like uh, solitaire style game with a carousel. Where like that that's what I'm comparing to the yeah, yeah. to the escape convict. Where I'm like, this isn't. Like the other guy doesn't know he's playing a game, but there's a game involved in uh, that, and there's not even a penalty game for it. There, that's where they're slowly starting to break format at that yeah. point. Um, and there's also just Jonochi uh, is, is part of a gang. You later learn, and then Yugi has to like get help him get out of the game, the gang with like a, a violent penalty game and stuff like that. This man whose only character trait is porn and fighting is in a gang. I would have never thought. But he's got a heart of gold. Uh, yeah, everyone does, except for the people who don't. <laughs> My last positive, and you can, obvi- if you have more, just mm-hmm. lay them on me. Regardless of the craft or the art of this inherently, I'm just glad it exists because what the hell? How did this? I, I see no path reading these seven issues. Of how it gets from this to blue eyes, white dragon. Like, I mean, I can tell you, it's a very simple one. Oh, I, go for it. Okay. Uh, in fact, it is chapter nine. <laughs> so two two chapters from now, we introduce. Oh, Grandpa's got a new card game at the shop. Oh, there's this there's this jerk Seto Kaiba. Man, it was just a game they did, and then uh, like they have polls and stuff for like, um. What chapters are popular so the readers or the uh, authors and editors can like take note mm-hmm. and try to influence in that way. Oh, Kaiba popped up. Let's bring him back for a little thing. No, and they don't necessarily they don't play uh they don't play what becomes dual monsters again. But oh, Kaiba's popular. Okay, what's Kaiba linked to? Kaiba's linked to the dual monsters. Okay, the card games just like people seem to enjoy this, and that's where it went. Yeah, it's uh, you know I, if you. Wait it out, it logically progresses. But from where I am going to leave off with this series forever, I like that it's just a weird jump. The thing that really gets me is how complicated Yu-Gi-Oh is mm-hmm. and like how it got from that. It's like we have to because in this, we have to explain all the rules on one page, usually like half a page. Yeah. So that we can get to the game. And then just thinking about you trying to explain to me how to play Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm just like, how did he do this? Well, Yu-Gi-Oh was also <laughs> When it started out, dual monsters, dual sorry. monsters. When it started out, like heavily just influenced by tabletop rules. So, like the card game, like did not make it did not make sense yeah. as a card game. It didn't get it didn't get defined until like chapter like two hundred at that point, where it's like okay, we kind of have an idea of like the rules of this. Yeah, which I mean doesn't matter for kids. Like I I I don't think any of my friends knew how to play Pokemon growing up. No, they I, all had, I, their, I had all the Pokemon cards, and I had had no idea how to play that. Yeah, game. they all had their own rules, or they just. The only reason I knew how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! is because there was a card, there was a show that was like playing a loose version of the yeah. game. So I could I had a general idea of how things were supposed to go. But it's also one of those things where it's like I like that naturally progressed into being a game commercial because like, you know, most shows are just like we have a toy line. They start out as it. the commercial. Yeah, this feels more natural. This spawned the product yeah. instead of being the product. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. It's very bare. Like none of these characters are very in. No, no depth to any of them. Anzu is the girl. Uh, Janucci is the rough and tough best friend, and Honda has absolutely no personality. 
<laughs> I forgot he existed. In the two chapters he shows up in. Well, I, I didn't forget he existed. I just thought it was weird that he left. But I was like, that's a pilot thing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there's there's the uh there's the short and geeky kid who like it gets bullied one chapter and then he's in the next chapter. Yeah, it's there's like, continuity. Yeah. There's continuity. It's just not a lot of they don't they don't spend any time because every there's they're trying to cram so much into these like pretty small chapters with mm-hmm. the amount of like setup they have to do within every chapter to where uh there's not really any time spent on the supporting cast they are dressing if anything i will say they do give anzu um motivation mm-hmm. like she has a goal which i like there's yeah. some interiority there it's not like you said no depth to it but it's something i i do like that uh Jinoichi is also not like like he bullies yugi at the beginning but like he even says it's like why don't you just stand up for yourself and then as soon as yugi stands up for himself it's like all right maybe this kid like has something to it i yeah i, I see there's a negative that's spawned i'm from gonna this. start i'm gonna start bullying you joe <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't think he's trying to say anymore like it's very clearly i i don't I don't know if this is trying to be any deeper than what it is. And especially there's so much just power friendship stuff that's in this later on. Like it's the, it never tries to get any deeper with it. Power friendship's great. Yeah. I love power <laughs> friendship. Um, I just, I think as a, uh, not as your introduction to Yu-Gi-Oh, if you already know Yu-Gi-Oh and then you come back to this, I think this is wildly entertaining. I think it's still pretty entertaining on its own, but as a companion piece, which is funny because it's actually the beginning I, mean, I think it, it excels in that. I think if you're an adult and you don't know what Yu-Gi-Oh is, you're good. You don't have to go back. No, so no. I, I'd say only go to this if you have a passing knowledge. If you are a fan and you want to go back to the beginning, obviously do that. But if you have a passing knowledge, it is entertaining in that regard. Mm-hmm. So negatives. We're, we're going to get into specifics on the games, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. But I just want to paint broad strokes first. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is the most twisted comic we've read. <laughs> And I, I, I hate you. And I, I, I am, you know, I, I had nightmares uh, every night since I've read this. Um, no, this is, this is, it, it, it is not the most twisted comic we've read, but maybe the stupidest comic we've read. <laughs> this is where logic goes to die. Yeah, it's just silly. <laughs> yeah, and like on that conceptual level of it's like this is this is going to turn into blue eyes, white dragon. Eventually that kept me going, but man, it was a, it was hard to get through. Really? That's a bummer. I think these are such like fun, quick reads for the most part. (laughs) They're quick reads. I'll give you that. (laughs) I just like, I just like how stupid they are. I mean, yeah. Set up for the bullies. They're always, all the bullies look exactly the same. They're they're always big, imposing people with sharp pompadours. I will. uh, (laughs) And there's no depth to them. It's just like bad guy. Got to take them out. I'll give this this. I was comparing it to the rest of the manga we've read on the show. And I'd say in general, I've liked most of the manga you've brought me. Um, Bakuman, Berserk, Poon Poon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, some of these I'm like specifically tailoring for like to bring. Moyo and yeah. I'm like, I didn't think he was going to like this. That's the thing. Uh, oh, no. I think this is pretty comparable. <laughs> it, beats, it beats Moyo and Roji out just a little bit by being so bizarre. <laughs> but I also think Moyo and Roji is better written. No. <laughs> I think these are just bad stories at, the, at their core. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. No. 
You keep trying to make Yu-Gi-Oh happen for me. I wasn't trying to make it happen. I reread it and I was like, I just want to read it again. I am glad <laughs> I reread it. just like a month ago. I'm glad we read it because like once we start getting into specifics, this is going to be some good podcasting. <laughs> That's a bummer. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Oh, it's fine. I'm never going to try to make you like like it. I'm not, that's yeah, never yeah. my goal. I'm just like, eh, what's going to be fun to talk about? I just want to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. Listen, I did not have fun reading it. I've had a lot of fun going up to you and saying, hey, man, I've had such twisted thoughts since then. <laughs> Would twisted be the word if Argyle hadn't been in the advertising? Probably not. <laughs> but just, you know, and, and of course, we saw the beekeeper, which had its twisted moments. Of course, too. of no, course. It's just it, it has been a joke that has persisted this week, and I've appreciated that. Um, no, uh, my main, uh, my first main specific gripe is that a lot of these shadow penalty game or a lot of the not shadow penalty the games, punishments, the, the shadow penalty. games. Okay, a lot of the shadow games are unwinning. Like, there's no way you win the dice game. There's no yeah. way the teacher wins. Like the teacher, well, the, the teacher doesn't get, play a game. Yeah, yeah. She's she's abusing power, and you're just like ah, which I don't like you. I think would be fine if that was something like you explored as mm-hmm. like like he became more aware of his powers as like when it's getting taken over. Which maybe it does that. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? As as of now, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's probably the weakest chapter. I'd say the majority of these are games that you cannot win. I'll I might not fight back on that. I'll agree with you on some of them. I think I think the I think much like the I I, I have a I have a little theory a theory uh, a comic theory a manga theory uh, surrounding whenever Yugi does an unwinnable um because a lot I think a lot of, it's either he does a game where there's risk for him involved but um the person's true self comes out and makes them lose the game. And then I think for where it's like, he's challenging people of authority over him. That's where he, it usually becomes an unwinnable thing where it's someone like punching down, like way below their standards, like a bully who's your age, you know, it's one thing, but then like TV producer, just beating, getting a kid beaten up. That is fair because in the false prophet story, he just exposes the kid who's making the fake predictions. Mm -hmm. Where in you know all the stories the the one the one thing I would argue against is and he is a person who has more power than Yugi, but he does explode in upperclassmen. Yeah. <laughs> that's not exactly that authority. One's, that's, that's one just of the ones bully. where it's like this is the most intense punishment yeah. out of all. Of them. <laughs> that's like, the way that's the way I read it. Yeah, because like I will the guy the prison break, the guy who breaks out of the prison is threatening life. <laughs> yes, he he deserves to. He deserves to be stopped. We can have a whole philosophical conversation yes. about the death penalty <laughs> if we want. But like in the in regards to this story, I'm fine with him catching fire. Mm-hmm. Um, Side note: What Burger King has 180 proof of vodka in the back? An unlimited uh, amount of vodka too, because it, <laughs> it just keeps, keeps pouring. pouring. <laughs> Ooh. Let me talk about that one. I hate that game so much because it is the epitome of unwinnable because like he can't the 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 trick of the game is that you cannot move you can only move one finger mm-hmm. but you can move the rest of your body just fine. It's the trigger finger that yeah. yeah. 
He has his finger on his gun's trigger. Yugi uses his thumb to light a lighter and put it on his hand. And because there's an infinite, infinite amount of vodka being poured onto this guy, is overflowing the cup. And if he shoots, then the thing will move. He could just flick his hand away and the lighter would fly across the room. He could. I think it's the pressure at that point. This is this is where I'm just like shadow game magic coming along. Like it's it's he's he's got pressure on him now. This that's how I read. I'm I, and I usually hate that theory of like this is how I read or that not theory. I, I hate that way of like analyzing media. It's like oh well, this is how I read it, and this person is actually an unreliable narrator, so we can excuse this or something. I I don't like that, but I don't know. There's not a lot of logic to this as it is. But the one part of logic there is is the rules True. of the game. Correct, correct. And so this like that just really bugs me. That's like um, there's so many logical leaps with the with the infinite well, vodka bottle. And also, prisoner does not necessarily have to play by the rules of the game. Like. Yeah, like we if, and we can we can see that pun if you just disregard the game that punishment can come from that too so i i do agree that probably would have been better to have prisoner try to do something yeah else. like the first like game. ushio did yeah, yeah the bully in the first one and then also there is a penalty to game to it he just he dies, just dies <laughs> which i don't like i want there to be like maybe if it eventually evolves like the series should change up mm-hmm. but like here we have a we have a good like system and unless we are making it explicitly clear why that system is being broken, it shouldn't. Um, I, I mean, I agree with you on that. I don't like that because along with the shadow games, you also have to come up with a penalty game at the same time. And then like with the false prophet one with creepy pervy kid, he, he doesn't get a penalty game. He just gets exposed. He gets punished. Yeah. Know? I mean, he gets punished by getting, I guess, ridicule would be his punishment. But. I don't know. You you think he starts to go crazy, but it's like I was like, is this shadow game working its magic where he's like convincing himself he is psychic? It, you know, yeah, it's it's a little vague, and that, that's the only one where I'm like, yeah, you didn't just horribly mutilate someone this time around. Um, and I, even and even that I think the puzzle teacher is the worst one in this because the 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 penalty game is just she everybody sees her like angry face or like menacing like ah i'm well, i'm so devious face her face turns into a puzzle isn't that it, what it is i don't i is think that's, that's supposed just to be not imagery. literal i don't think that's supposed to be literal. Uh, i don't know because <laughs> her face isn't a puzzle after that she just looks like she's just like and i think her thing was just being like oh she's so hot and pretty yeah how could she be meant how could she be mean it also felt very personal like, I feel like that's the one he had someone in mind for while he was writing it. All the rest are pretty, like, they're either general or, like, the prison break one. It's just, like, super, what's the most exaggerated version mm-hmm. of a prisoner we could come up with? Looking this, up, it's my luck. <laughs> I got 777 seven, seven on my forehead. This one, it's not just that she's cruel to students and she likes lording power. She's also, like, super vain. And so, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like. That's not even really a problem. It's just an observation. There's a lot of that teacher. There's a lot of teachers that get punished just as much, but they're just they're overly cruel to the students and due to like, I guess how I don't know if they're still like this, but just how Japanese high schools were at the time, where it's like you got to be focused on your studies and you can't do anything else. I mean, that also there's enough literary tradition I think across the world to justify that, mm-hmm. um, and especially if it's targeted towards kids. I think that's your primary antagonists yeah, in your life at yeah. that point it's like matilda you yeah know? um but side note 
Yeah. Complete shy side note. Uh, the girl that plays Matilda. Uh, in the old one? Or yeah, the, the one? old one. Yeah. Uh, cousin to the Shapiros. Weird. Like first cousin. Weird. <laughs> I don't know a ton about her, but I do know enough that it's like they probably don't get along they don't. family gatherings. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Just learned that. I would never would have had that come up in conversation if you had not said that. Mara Wilson, that's her name. That's right? her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it bad that I mainly know her from when she popped up on Channel Awesome? <laughs> uh anyway. I think I do think it's very entertaining talking about the specifics of these. Because like I'm thinking of I'm thinking of that kid now who's the false prophet. It's like, does he believe in himself or not? And I'm like, well, do cult leaders believe in themselves <laughs> or not? They obviously know enough that they they have to put in the like systems of bull that like keep their power in line. But it's like, man, that's that's interesting to think about. I guess I guess talking about Yu Gi Oh is much more interesting than reading it. But you do have to read it to talk about it. So. Um, I hate. That first, uh, that first story, um, specifically because of how it handles the bullying, where it's like, no, it's fine that they bullied me. They taught me to be a man. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. If that's like the lesson you're taking from it. I mean, that's what Yugi says. <laughs> says. Yeah, he says those exact words. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I. <laughs> This is me liking Joey before reading this, like as the first part. So I'm like just much more inclined to like know that Joey's Joey's just a goofball well, like, with a heart of gold. Yeah, and just I I feel like there could have been more nuance to how he bullies yeah, Yugi versus how this guy's doing. Because yeah. this, this guy is like spawn, devil spawn, right? Like yeah. he is he is fully like almost killing him. And then if there had been some difference, and then Hondo comes in and it's like Honda, Honda, Honda comes in and it's just like man. Where were you the I don't you didn't have this reset of your friends with Yugi now, so I don't understand this. Yeah. Like Yugi has a little blurb where he's like, I'm still not sure I like this guy. But mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. I would have liked a little bit more. Because I do think that there is enough. I think that's a high school that's also people. a high school thing. You'll have a friend who like I, I definitely had that in high school where it's like I have a guy who I'm like pretty good friends with and he has a friend that I don't necessarily like, but it's like just by circumstance. Yeah. You're yeah. like you're you're part of a group. Yeah, I get that. You're friends by circumstance. Yeah. Um, and whether or not it later grows naturally or something, I don't. I I agree that this is a complaint. It's also just something that's like I'm just explaining it away because I know where it goes, like where it comes from. Yeah, too. And, and like it's one of those things. I think it could be fixed. It's just you know, yeah. At this point, everything's so bare and underdeveloped at this point. I also don't like how pervy everyone is. Yeah, especially Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa's a little that's weird. A, that's a that's a trait of stuff that. uh this persists still for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's one of those things where it's like, there are a couple of points where Hondo will say something like sexist and then like, he'll get slapped in the face mm-hmm. or something or not Hondo. I'm um, the other one. Genorchi. Um, yeah, I, that's fine. But when, then it just like, it also happens randomly. It's a trope. Yeah. Just a trope of the times. I was just like, okay, man. Yeah. I'm not going to excuse any of that away. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a panty shot in the second page. Yeah. <laughs> It's wild. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it's another thing where it's like, I mean, this is inappropriate for kids, but it is weird for yeah. kids to be reading this. But yeah. Um Yeah, I, I mean those are like I said, I don't think this is written well. I think the characters are all over the place. I think the games slip in logic almost mm-hmm. always. But there is enough times when it like it does work and you're just like, oh, this is what you're going for. Okay. 
So like, you know, I, I bear no ill will versus it's, towards this. It's such a weird thing com- comparing when we'll talk about the uh, the first run of like, uh, or the first volume of like a, a Western comic versus a manga because it's like so many levels of like approval and people touching Western comics where it's like, it's usually one guy and they're just like, eh, just see if it works. Yeah. <laughs> See if people catch on. It's like, uh, There's like usually not a lot of risk associated with it. It's like, we're just going to cancel you in like 12 weeks if it doesn't work. Yeah, no risk for the company. A lot of risk for this one yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, so this continued on and then for years, it just turned into the card game. Yeah. It like completely ignored all the rest of this stuff. Uh, not completely. Okay. I'd say the show definitely turned into more of the advertisement than the manga ever was. So what? What is the fan base's reaction to these early stuff? If you are plugged in enough, I, I it's it's I think it's delight because most I think almost everyone in America because just due to the nature of like Yu-Gi-Oh was on Saturday mornings before you could you could you 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 just had to have some passing knowledge of Japan and yeah. like a decent internet connection and know what weird sketchy fan sites to probably browse to even have a dream of discovering this. But when the monthly Shonen Jump magazine was coming out around 2003, Yu-Gi-Oh! was one of the series in it, and they started with this stuff. And it was it was like never before seen on TV. Mm. So I think it is kind of like this delight because like Yu-Gi-Oh! will get dark, and it's hilarious how they censor it in America sometimes. Um, what with the shadow realm of it all. Yeah. But <laughs> I think it is like just this fondness of like, man, isn't it wild how that just, just became card game? Like, it's funny how it got to that point. And it's still... Not like this is bad or anything. It's just like, yeah, but this kind of lines up with the rest of the show, just in a much different, darker manner. I can't think of anything kind of equivalent to it. I mean, I <laughs> where it transitioned just so hard. Yeah, I can't think. I'm sure there is another equivalent out there, but Shaman King, it's it's more in tone of a transition where it stops being about like collecting ghosts and more just like normal shonen fights and stuff yeah and it, it kind of does it around the same course of time yeah but that doesn't have the it's not a multimedia thing like you No, no it's not um so, no i really can't think of something that did that kind of transition i'm like i said i'm sure there's something out there mm-hmm. listener if you have an idea let us know the the closest equivalent i can think of is like Detective Comics was a bunch of random stuff, and then Batman came out. Amazing Fantasy was horror, and then Spider Man was yeah, a thing that caught on. But those those things happened over more time than I feel like this did. Mm-hmm. So who knows? But yeah, I do think it's just a neat little, <laughs> a neat little origin story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah, guess- I, I have the funnest. See, this would be fun. Um, I think you you definitely you can't just like start in the middle of some of these. Where it's like I think you do need the 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 very vanilla start to it. But like there's a whole Dungeons and Dragons arc. The entire final like seven volume arc of the series is a tabletop is a shadow RPG, like tabletop RPG, where it's like, haha, but I have these hourglasses in my possession. And, as, and as the game master with the hourglasses, I can turn back time. Like I think a- you could get into more stuff like but then you would might just nitpick like the inconsistencies in that to death, because don't worry, the inconsistencies are just part of it. I, I mean, the thing is there. I, I d- if you brought more Yu-Gi-Oh on, I wouldn't be opposed to reading mm-hmm. that. Um, just because I do love me some TTRPGs. But I'm never I'm not a rules lawyer. I don't care about like if it doesn't 
totally makes sense because none of my games <laughs> make sense. So <laughs> yeah, that but just the uh, the the valid complaint of like just this is so inconsistent. I'm like, yeah, that's 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 just it. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're writing to entertain they're not writing to like make sense yeah i think i'd honestly be more forgiving of a tabletop arc in mm-hmm. that sense because like that's part of the, the the rules matter a lot less yeah than, well <laughs> some people would vehemently disagree <laughs> with me there i don't think the rules matter think, as much as i the think game. malleability and uh liquidity is a very big part of a yeah. successful uh S campaign yes yes i i am sorry that i i kind of <laughs> i kind of no, it's fine. Crapped on See, it so early. You, you cracked on it early, but then I was like, oh, I well, seem to have as, as equally like as much like enjoyment out of it as I was expecting. So I like talking about it. <laughs> it's it's fun. <laughs> Twisted mind. <laughs> Twisted mind. Twisted mind of Kazuki Takahashi. R.I.P. Yeah, his his author portrait is so like gentle and innocent. Normal guy. <laughs> yeah. I love author author portraits that they'll have in every uh, manga volume. Sometimes I'll just be like, he has a very long thing because the volumes get published after series have been going on for a second yeah. so like they know it's at least currently a success at that point where they're continued being uh published but i love how sometimes you wait to like i don't know like say volume 23 or long running series and like the author comment at the very end is like i had some soup today <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite things about reading junji ito is gege's uh or jj's whatever his name is his Unhinged Junji Ito or Jujutsu Kaisen? Jujutsu Kaisen. Sorry, sorry. Get, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how you say his name, but yes, uh, yeah, JJ or Gege or whatever. Just wild things. He'll sometimes slip in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you have for me next week? Let me pull that. Um, I mean, listen, people will probably die in this comic. So if we want to call it the death, arc, <laughs> the death can, arc but, continues. but this is not, I did not pick this because of the death arc. I picked this because I saw it on the library and I'm like something that I think Joe would have opinions on. Oh boy. <laughs> you know, me and my opinions. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay. Serious squad blaze. I, I don't know a lot about this. I knew I read enough. <laughs> I read enough things when it was coming out to not pick it up because this is a more recent Suicide Squad yeah, run. Yeah. Um, and it's by Cy Spurrier. Yes, yeah. Who you heavily enjoy as an author. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't pick him for a Suicide Squad book. <laughs> I also wouldn't pick Tom Taylor for a Suicide Squad book and look what we got. I like that. One. I know you do. I'm, I'm just saying, look, what we, I'm not speaking to the quality. I'm just saying, look what we got. It's barely a Suicide Squad book. So my point. <laughs> Um, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. It's. I know it's short. It's like four issues. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's black label. So. Yeah, and hey, always down for black label in general. I think that's where creativity kind of strives over at DC. Yeah, thrives, not strives. Strives to thrive. Thrives. There's always delays. <laughs> I'll tell you, black label is not fun to read issue to issue. No, it's not. A four issue Harley Quinn series took me two years to come out. Like. Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, the one about the movie, came out, finished a year after the movie came out. But hey, Suicide Squad Blaze is all collected and property of the Nashville Public Library System, so we'll have it all in front of us. All right, guys, if you've enjoyed what we've had to say about Yu Gi Oh! or if you have any little interesting tidbits, what was the question you asked before? Oh, other multimedia companies that spun off into like, you know, 
started as one thing and became the spun off hard into a multimedia thing. did such a hard turn yeah. yeah if you have any of those feel free to give us those uh recommendations at our email at only 52 podcast at gmail.com and we'll be back next time with suicide squad blaze see you then